0: August 18, 2021. It's the for Pedro Show. Watch for Pedro Show, Happy Wednesday. Started off John Coltrane, Time Was. I think this was a prestige record. Maybe his first time as a band leader, 1957. Uh, Say something after that from Emma Jean Thackeray. And uh, those Estonian software engineers with their Skype inventions made it possible for me to have Emma Jean Thackeray via Skype. Welcome aboard, Emma Jean.
1: Yeah, hi. hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, pleasure. And
0: what town are you talking to me from?
1: It is 7 o'clock, yeah, here in London. Oh, and in London where, um, and I asked for yeah. the
0: town. I know the time, you're eight hours ahead of Pedro.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's bedtime here. I'm ready. ready for bed. Yeah, I conk around 8 too. I <laughs>
0: pop at about 3 in the morning. I conk early, especially during this situation. I want to learn about your journey through music, please. Emma am a tell me, or, or, because it's a watch for Pedro show, so there's no hard questions, no wrong answers, but try to bring your earliest musical recollection that you can.
1: Hmm. The earliest I can really remember is my, my parents playing the stuff that they loved. So, um, for my mom, that was like 80s soul, those kind of like disco tunes. For my dad, that was a lot of pop rock so things like Queen and you know stuff with really big tunes a big melody to lean on now
0: when you Um, say play you mean play the records or did they play instruments
1: they just played the records they no one in my family is musical Um, okay
0: so this house I was
1: the first one did you
0: grow up in London
1: no I grew up in in Yorkshire which is in the north of England
0: yeah well yeah uh, like Leeds
1: yeah yeah exactly Leeds exactly Yeah,
0: yeah I used to play a club Duchess of York in that town. And then uh, after that, there was stuff. There's a, a river east. And so, so- Salisbury Bridge, Hebron Bridge, uh, these, these working man clubs uh, just west of Halifax. So I know the, yeah. the area a little bit. Also, helper man for the Stooges, uh, Mr. Josh Grain was from that area. So I, I can even kind of tell the talk. To- Actually, they said those, 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 Hebr- those bridge towns, they're only five miles apart, but they, they can tell each other's accents
1: yeah that's the thing like the the uk is so small and everything's so concentrated that you know a couple of miles over someone will have a different word for for bread or something it's like and that really so sort of, yeah that sort of makes people stand out like oh you're not from around here are you
0: yeah right right but that can also be a neat thing wow i've you're a foreigner <laughs> stranger hey, maybe i've learn something well, now this pad so there was just listening devices nothing to make music with no instruments in uh yorkshire
1: not until i started playing the cornet when i was eight um was this in school yeah so my school had a really good music program and i just sort of had some natural aptitude and my friend had a cornet and it just looked shiny and loud and i just had that really childish connection to it i just thought yeah i can make a lot of noise with this but but i was i was good at it so it's a little calmer than the trumpet yeah, it's, it's, like it's a bit darker, it's yeah, smaller, it's more got a, round,
0: of a, a warmer, warm warmer, sandwich, that's actually. a good word for it, yeah, I think it's got more tubing maybe, uh, uh, and and so let's get, go back to your thing at home, uh, first record you bought with your own money please,
1: was Freddie Mercury living on my own, so your pop had
0: an influence on you,
1: I guess so, but I think it was also just recognising the name, like a new, I knew about him from, from my dad listening to Queen, and I just sort of recognized the name. A great singer, to, man. Um, great,
0: great singer, man. What a voice. Really oh great.
1: God. And the uh, living on my own was so different from the Queen stuff that it kind of took me by surprise. But I just, you know, I loved him. I loved his personality. And uh, he could that sing that anything,
0: of, I think. You know what I mean? You could have gave him anything, and he could have sang it. That man was remarkable. Uh, yeah. What about the first gig you went and saw, Emma G?
1: Um other than sort of small school kind of things i think the first sort of big gig might have been some terrible pop band actually um <laughs> like a sort of stadium tour thing but you know not with decent music or some kind of like plasticky kind of synth pop but people that can't sing but look beautiful i think it was one of those kind of things maybe it was chosen for them.
0: maybe it was chosen for you and it wasn't even your choice
1: it definitely was my my auntie Okay, who isn't very much older than me? And maybe I like, she oh, liked... I, w- I want to take you. She loved it. Yeah, she sort of fancied the fancied the boy band and was like, Come on, I want I want to take you to this. I'm old enough to go out on my own now. So Mike George, take seven, you with me.
0: Mike George or Scissor Sisters or Spice Girls. Well, anyway. was yeah, I think
1: it was Westlife actually. Who was oh yeah, Irish. I remember Irish guys. boy band.
0: <laughs> didn't last long.
1: Unfortunately, nothing cool. It was Westlife. But... It didn't
0: last long. They're <laughs> very handsome though
1: oh yeah of course that's 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 the money maker the face
0: i hope they're doing okay nowadays <laughs> because they usually have tough challenges when they grow up because of that situation uh so the, yeah. let's go back to you in the cornet now you learned how to read music right to be in the band
1: yeah yeah from i i, I don't remember what it's like to not be able to read it yeah it, wow, it looks okay. like reading english to me
0: okay so so did you take it further did you branch off to other instruments
1: yeah, yeah, but I played. I played quite a few instruments. Um, yeah, non- well,
0: I, I know nowadays, but how did it develop? Oh, back
1: then, Cornette, um,
0: right, under this other stuff. That was the gateway
1: drug, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, not till I was a teenager that was when I started picking up other things. And what was the next one? Drums and guitar, about the same sort of time. Okay, guitar. Um, acoustic or electric? Yeah. Either. Um, it was just whatever I could get my hands on. I remember being able to play. Like the first time I held it, which was very strange. Oh, so you didn't even own um, one?
0: You were using Friends or
1: something? At first, yeah. And I remember just sort of having seen it on, you know, MTV and all that sort of stuff and heard music. I just was like, oh, so you put your hand here and you play that. And then, okay, and this is a chord. I've seen people do that. No, and it no, just found out that I just. Well, look, just look,
2: it. look,
0: they're both instruments, right? They're both ways of making music. But one is like for the, mm. with the breath and all that. And the other one's putting your fingers in the right place and hitting a string. Could, but still, could you relate stuff from cornet over to guitar?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, the the cornet was just what I was playing. I think I wasn't even then seeing myself as a cornet player. I was just like, okay, I'm a I'm a young musician, and this is what I play, and it's it all comes from the same place. And I think well, if I came from Mars, out.
0: if I came from Mars, I would say, yeah, they're instruments, but I think one is a little more monophonic than the other.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, of course, there's differences, but I yeah, think little bit, little you know, bit, su- searching bit. for melodies—that's what I was doing. Yeah, a little with. bit.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. And and you know, you can play modified lines on the guitar, no problem. In fact, Tom Verlaine doesn't yeah. even leave the other—he don't even use the other strings. <laughs> play the whole <laughs> solo on one fucking string. like it was a trombone kind of thing. Uh, you gave me this two Mercury. I want to play. Oh yeah. Pedro Shy chunk Music start off with Emma Jean Thackeray with Mercury. Probably nothing to do with Freddie. He was from oh. Zanzibar, too. I don't think that was his real na- showbiz name, huh? Bronze Age UFO after that from Baltimore with part B4 of their volume 2 of the Lagoon Monster rubber mask piece. I think it was a cassette, and they chopped it up into a bunch of pieces. I've been playing it last episode. It's very yet after that with uh, remaining somewhat myself. Ray Shin. This is uh, Larry Boast buddy. Mavericks game. Louis Fong. Yeah, she uh, plays something called the Pipa. It's this uh, maybe a Chinese lute, you call it, maybe. Maybe the, it was first, though, so maybe the lute is the Chinese uh, European peep, Pipa. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, Sai Shang Ku was named the tune. And then Dime Dim, Dim, Git Mong Sorry for destroying Asian languages. Actually, I destroy all languages. Now I'm but fuck. It's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's an accident, people. Because I have a lot of respect for you guys. It's so just it's tough. Aran Cop dui Collective out of Vietnam. And then finally, Emma Jean Thackeray with About That. So, okay. So you go on to the guitar, your buddy's guitars, and start spreading out your music experience. Um, Not after school, like graduating, but after school in the afternoon. Do you get into the bedroom band, the garage band, the uh, basement band kind of thing with your buddies?
1: There was a bit of that, but it was mainly doing um, sort of like orchestras and stuff like that. Um, Every single night of the week, I had something. And on weekends, I'd have at least two a day. Wow! Um, now
0: orchestra—you yeah, like the school, uh, like the school stuff, right?
1: Not, not just that. Like the Yorkshire, Yorkshire orchestras and, and wind orchestras. Oh, okay. So was, you, like, you, you
0: took your cornet outside of school and brought it to other trips.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, oh, and I was doing brass band music and stuff. Um, and I started playing the trumpet alongside that when I was about fourteen. Oh, so, wow. okay. which is a little bit more versatile than than the cornet. Cornet is a bit sort of. Yeah, it's quite limited in its usage, really. What's the other one? Flugelhorn? Yeah, a bit of flugel as well, yeah. That, sure. That's
0: kind of close in there too. It's more roundy like the cornet, right?
1: Yeah, so um, fluffy and, yes, yeah, gorgeous.
0: <laughs> yeah, Watt's kind of ignorant, so help me. Uh, okay, so you, you, these are like kind of fucking, uh, these aren't little, little kid bands. These are like uh, adults, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. There were, I definitely had a lot of that growing up, where like I would be made like you know principal trumpet or whatever, and there's this forty year old woman on the second chair, just sort of looking at me and being like, "What the fuck are you doing here? like it's, <laughs> it's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, and I, I was a bit cocky. I was like, "I'm good. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, you know, you'll see me one day on the stage. I'm gonna do this for a job." And people were just even them like yeah sure. But, but this was
0: all you. This is Emma, Emma Jean. This isn't your parents like you know M- Mozart's daddy right was whoring him out right at five years old like a little toy or something. This is all your. Mm. This is all your prerogative right.
1: Oh me yeah. If anything, I think my parents would have loved me to have quit because <laughs> they they had to go so no, me No no Disney
0: like, showbiz ma shit here okay. <laughs>
1: I know. I'd, I'd I'd like you know practicing on an evening. They'd be like, "Will you shut the fuck up?" Because you are trying to watch TV.
0: <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, because the prac, right? Okay, okay. Yeah, it's kind of a hard to be quiet unless you do Miles Davis with a mute style. Did you ever play with a mute?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. I uh, I went through a phase of using a wah pedal as well and wearing a cape. Uh,
0: well, <laughs> wearing a cape, <laughs> of course. Cape very important. Ask uh, Mister <laughs> Cecil Tyler about that. So. But but did was there a part of your music thing that did get in with people your own age, like doing garage, basement, uh, bedroom bands?
1: A little bit. I remember yeah, jamming but... out a little bit of kind of like prog with some friends at school who were into Dream Theater. Oh, okay, um,
0: Dream Theater, like but... uh, that prog band from Texas?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I obviously was not good enough at the guitar to play those lines, but people no, sort of would do no. it a little bit. <laughs> no, no,
2: and then we started playing easy
1: could... stuff like some soul
0: you could have padded padded the the, the choruses with the, some the horn stabs or something, but yeah, okay, funk, right? The horny horns with George Clinton and uh, Jim Brown, right? Amacio and but yeah. What about reeds? Did they ever track you?
1: Um, not really. It's a I whole think... other
0: thing, right? It's a whole other. It's the breath, yeah. but a whole other world. Yeah.
1: It's like a it's like a an embouchure clash as well. Like right, if you right. play something with the math, and you're sort of turning those muscles and you go to something else. It's, um, yeah, they don't, they don't really line up properly. Absolutely. So it's kind of Absolutely. like you, you stick to a family. Yeah.
0: Sure. I even heard between clarinet and sax, they, they try to keep it because there's some guys got holes and some don't get pads. Uh, I, like I said, watch well, slow learner. What, what about the, what about woman alone recording yourself? Did you get a four track or some shit like that?
1: Um, at, at what age? Sorry.
0: You know, this is like, you know, your stone school shit. Um,
1: no, I, I mean, I definitely wrote songs. Um, and I, you and know, yeah, and there's a dilemma, right?
0: Uh, I've had people on the show, and we've talked about this classically trained musicians, unless you put music in front of them, 90% can't play, right? Because they're not uh, pro- uh provoked into improv. Mm. Did you have any of that? Uh, pro- uh yeah, yeah
1: from being about 14 when I started getting into jazz I was I was was already just you know I'd just jam out and write songs and but I I would write everything down on paper
0: now when you were with next door to the 40 year old lady you probably couldn't improvise
1: probably not no I think for, for them it's more of like you know just a hobby whereas for me even from you know being very very small I knew that I wanted to be an artist and That was what i wanted to do
0: but that situation right it was like you had to uh execute the instructions right those kind of situations probably couldn't improvise but uh in in your school okay after high school and that shit do you do you uh, take music to university and stuff like that
1: yeah yeah went through um conservatoires and stuff so i went to the okay royal welsh college of music and then went to do a master's at trinity lab
0: now, now at the same time, were you like, because you mentioned jazz, so were you getting schooled? Because it's hard to be taught jazz and not hear anything about improvisation, right? Hmm. I, I don't know. I was, yeah, I was I doing a there. jazz, a jazz course. Okay, okay.
1: So, yeah, I did jazz trumpet degree and then went on to go do a jazz orchestral composition master's.
0: Oh, so, so improvisation was like way, way, way taught, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like to the point where you're sort of yeah transcribing people's solos and analyzing them and learning them and just yeah like real kind of the academics I ac- academics ac- <laughs> kind of <a> say the word <laughs> like yeah sort of real real academic about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But during this period, it wasn't all in the classroom. Did you were you in little bands on the side like after school at nighttime?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, before before I left home, and it was like soul bands and all that kind of stuff. And then when I left and went to, to go study, I was doing like, yeah, going to jams, if I, you know, not that often, because I, I think that they can be quite male dominated and, uh, you know, they sort of got on my nerves a bit, but I would take gigs. <laughs> you know, and... <laughs> I
0: remember Sly Stone, Sly and the Family Stone. I think the trumpet person was a lady. Mm. In fact, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. She, we just lost her last year or the year before. And uh, she was really good. Well, he had all kinds of people in his band, and he used all kinds of styles. And Sly was, you know what he said that I really, dug was he said, uh, it's not where you're from, it's where you're at. And that makes a lot of sense to me because, yeah, you don't pick where you come from. But maybe if you're lucky, you got a little choice in where you're going. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah yeah that speaks to me for sure
0: yeah yeah so when you joined these soul bands were you part of uh horn sections or were you like the horn lady
1: um a bit of both really um doing pop stuff or 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 soul stuff with it you know within a section i would just take whatever came my way even if it wasn't jazz i was just eager to play. I still did brass band stuff. and Soul comes from R&B, and and
0: it's it's got jazz in it, right? It's everything. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but I mean, if someone said, oh, do you want to come play some trumpet at a wedding? I'd be like, yeah, sure, cool.
0: I'd just do anything. uh, Yeah, yeah, so genre was not a big deal, right? Good. No. Music's music. Well, the reason why I asked about that was because I'm wondering if sometimes they had parts written for you, or you get hired on not to just play the horn, but also to the right parts to go to their stuff.
1: A bit of both. Yeah. I did a bit where someone would ask me to write horn parts or sometimes it's like, you know, you're playing real classic soul records, at a, you know, a party or a wedding or something. And someone, you know, the people dancing want to hear like basically a, a replication of, of the record. So you're, you're playing the trumpet part that everyone knows. And can sort of sing along to. But, it's a bit of both, really.
0: Yeah, but what I'm saying, not just your trumpet part. You're writing a part for the sax. You're writing a part for the bone.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was, I was writing and arranging from. Yeah, yeah. From, that's from my that's teens the word. And, that's the word. Arrange.
0: Yeah. Stupid what? Yeah, arrange. Okay, <laughs> not at all, not at all. okay. So you, you, yeah, yeah. And, and what, what better experience? But to get to do that in bands instead of just a classroom thing, where you have to work. the I room. think that's
1: the only way to really learn. You've got to, you've got to hear stuff. Out in the open and with your, with your ears to know if it really works. I think.
0: Well, I think that's the real practice, but I think you need the other practice too, where you're like learning stuff and you're in a room. Uh, what, what, over here, we say woodshed, like practice.
1: Yeah, we, 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 we say in the shed as well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> woodshed.
0: Yeah, practice. You know, it's weird. Some music, uh, music people, they don't like to say, they want to use the word rehearse. They, 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 they don't like this word practice. I don't know why. Yeah, it, I guess, it's I, guess it's, I
1: mean, semantically, it's, it brings a different a different sort of energy to it. It's Like if you're practicing, you're willing to make mistakes. If you're rehearsing, you're trying to get it right, I guess.
0: Well, like a basketball player, I've yet to hear, hey, I'm going to go out and, you know, rehearse some hoops. Okay. <laughs> 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 and uh, practice means, you know, uh, I don't know, it's what you do, right? I think you know, a doctor would call his business a practice. I, I think the word yes, doesn't yeah. just mean uh doing one part over and over it's what you do it's what you but, but the point was yeah doing gigs in front of people that's the real prac because you know till you take it in front of people right there's no connect like there and also the whole experience of shitting your pants because it's so scary being, did you ever have a problem with that do you remember your first public performance
1: I don't remember the first one but I I, I I don't remember ever being nervous, ever
0: Wow, that's balls out Well, you know I got <laughs> <in, laughs> to do music to be with my friends so maybe I was not born an entertainer anyway but man, I've always shit a peak analog every time I had to get up there even after all this time Look, we're at the end of the first hour uh, August 18, 2021 edition Peter Show special guest Emma Jean Thackeray. hold time for our two. August 18 2021 second hour what for Pedro ship
3: El dolor en cara permanente me llevo dando las mis alas. Yo creía en años, tristeza, engaños y más fue presentado encima de las respuestas. No veo las lágrimas. No me cuenta su adoración, un alma que eso comparte y belleza llorando, la premonición que me falle. se vea que me cerró una espalda una sensación ha cambiado mis palabras yo he tratado a pintar algunas falsas obras con decoraciones enigmadas aún no veo las lágrimas no me cuenta su adoración, un alma que se comparte. Mi belleza llorando, la premonición que me falle.
0: very so, mystical light, isn't it? Yeah. It's usually uh, here in Pedro. It's the southwest sky. Morning star, uh, Venus. Uh, people, we start off the second hour. But Emma Jean Thackeray with Venus. And then Total from the Italian part of Switzerland with uh, 100,000 met, uh, metri. Yeah, million. Th- thousand, right? Not Million. Actually, England is a millions different, right? It's it's not a thousand million; it's a million million, what we call a billion. Uh, yeah,
1: this, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but right, I think we kind of adapt sh- a lot of American. And, and don't
0: even get we started with Fanny. <laughs>
1: you know, there was a lady
0: band in the '70s named uh, Out of the City, uh, uh, Midwife, Brand New, Enemy, Beno with uh, y- Yorando, Hedbago, DD. Here's a title: DD minus A five plus one. T2 minus B4. You know, how the fuck you come up with that? With? And then finally, Emma Th- Jean Thackeray with Green Funk. So when did you put together your own band?
1: Um, I think when I, when I started studying jazz, when I was living in, in Wales, and that, it was kind of expected of it, really, it was kind of expected of you to be leading your own band and and writing your own stuff. Um, and I had, I you know, I did my own thing with some friends and I also co-ran a, a jazz orchestra um, with some other friends as well, where I started writing. That's where I first started writing for, for you know, large ensemble orchestra kind of stuff. Um,
0: and I so noticed, that was kind of the, the beginning of that. I noticed you use band and orchestra. So th- they're different things to you.
1: Um, I mean, to me, no. I think to, to to some people, yes. And I guess that's just a language thing that I've adopted in order to sort of communicate what I mean. But to me, that, it's all the same.
0: Yeah, here we are with the practice rehearsal semantic war again. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, so so uh, orchestra is a big band.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah,
0: okay. okay, okay. <laughs> I was just wondering why you made a difference. Because when you had your own band, you also said you were, you helped write. So with your own band, of course, you're writing all the stuff. But with the other band, it's more of a, a cooperative. You're writing with other cats.
1: Well, I, I would write on my own and, and bring it and say, ah. play this.
0: Right, right, right. Okay. Um,
1: okay. But they, it's just not everything that we would play would just be by beat by me. I, and, I'm not really that comfortable with writing with other people, I don't think, to be honest.
0: You mean like uh, Dreaming by Committee?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you know, usually if it, if it's my band or you know, it's it's that I've said this is this is it, this is how it goes, this is my vision and um one
0: one I, hand I, on I, the rudder at a
2: time.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's just like this is the way I want it. I don't I don't really want to sort of share the vision because I think if you've got that partnership where you can do that then that's fantastic, but I I don't have that.
0: Right. And then when you meet somebody like you then you accommodate them and you let them hold sway.
1: Yeah, exactly. If, okay. if it's, I'm, I'm sort of, I like to know where I stand before. It's like, is this my vision and you're helping or is this your vision and I'm helping? You know,
0: that um, might be a shortcut on, on avoiding a lot of problems if you just get that out of the way at the beginning. huh?
1: I think so. I think, communi- yeah, communication is the most important thing and I don't think enough people no,
0: I think, think by it enough. Well, probably. I think we all grow up with this uh, idea that the band is this, perfect political state and it it's just perfect and they, everybody gets all their decisions lived out and compromised and organized all together and it's and then there's the dirt behind the daydream <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah
1: but as, as you said like if, if you don't have that you know that knowledge going in that's how the bands fall apart and things get messy right
0: right, right. well you know humans you could take your uh, yeah. your knife and put butter on your bread, or you could stab your buddy with it. <laughs> you know, it's the nature <laughs> of choice. Huh? Uh, so you gave me this uh, neat tune
2: called Third Eye. Inside, outside, outside. So June.
0: For Pedro, show that of music. Then Eugene Thackeray with Third Eye. Then King Woman. After that, with Wrong, Almar Golis, Fluo, Victor Timofeev, free Fritoy, Eof. Yeah, I destroy Ukrainian too. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> equal opportunity language record. Not on purpose, some people. I'm just fucking incompetent. Emma Jean Thackeray finally with "May there be peace," which is a beautiful sentiment. Uh, okay, can you remember the first song you wrote?
1: I can, and it was terrible.
0: <laughs> Mine too, actually. First hundred. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, I remember the first one. I sort of, I got a, a, a sort of score writing software on my computer, and my teacher was like, okay. You need to you need to write a song and you're going to write it into here and I just I just couldn't really vibe with it. It was like I was, you know, had this like extra limb that I didn't know how to control. And then, you know, I sort of took you know printed it out, gave it to a friend to play, and it was just nonsense.
2: Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the sec- you you know, the second time because, I got to it,
0: do you think it was because you were like asked to do something instead of it just coming to you know the muse didn't visit you like you were asked to. Summon the muse
1: i think i wasn't even thinking about Muse. i think i was just clicking random notes and being like is this writing music i don't know but when when i sort of stepped back and someone said oh no you're just writing down in notation the songs that you would make up like you know the little melodies that you write like oh okay that's composition okay and then from then on it was like it just felt very natural and and um yeah, just, just felt like, yeah, this is what I was doing all along, except now I've got a way to write it down and show people.
0: So in a way, that fuck-up was really important. It was good.
1: Yeah, I think it was really important. It yeah. sort of showed me a way to do something. Right, right.
0: Now, you know this music you got coming out now. Where did you record this?
1: It's in a mixture of places. Um, a few, well, most of the tracks were the sort of bones of it were recorded somewhere in Margate by the coast. Um, and then the rest of it is, is basically here in my studio where I am now. Um, and I'm sort of overdubbing myself There's a couple of tunes where I'm sort of playing pretty much all the instruments. Um, and then there's a, a lovely sort of fantastic studio studio that I use sometimes it's on a boat on the Thames um, called Light Ship. And I uh, sort of we'll do boat. like the a, strings and like a boat studio. Yeah, on like the, on like a on like a barge. A barge,
0: or was it a remote co- recording, or is it a studio?
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's a fully functioning studio. Wow. Um, What's it called? And it sort of has a bit of a sway sometimes when the tide comes in. It's sure. pretty cool. And that's where I did things like the the string the string recordings and you know stuff like that. So basically, whatever I can't fit.
0: What's his barge studio, studio called?
1: Lightship. Called lightship, okay, light yeah, formerly known as soup, but now lightship.
0: A lightship—it's uh, usually a, a mobile lighthouse here. Actually, some of them I think really- it might
1: have. I, it might have one of those lights on the top. Wow. I think it does.
0: Because uh, some of them were really dangerous—the ones without motors, because you couldn't get out of the way, and boats ran them over. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. So, so okay, this woman alone stuff. When you record, I'm interested in the process. What what comes first? Because you know with the. Uh, like one man bands, like Stevie Wonder and Prince, and even Dave Grohl's first uh, Foo Fighter album, they always started with the drums.
1: That's how I start too, pretty much. Um, not every time, some maybe it might be like a sort of some some a little riff on the keyboard or something, but quite often the the thing that I, that lays down first is, is the drums.
0: Now, Emma Jean, are you a drummer?
1: I don't call myself a drummer, but I can drum.
0: Because the, these, been, these ain't programmed. This is
1: you playing. Some recordings, yes, it's me. But this album is is um, is is uh, Dougal Taylor, who's.
2: Oh, okay. It, John, anyway. So there
0: are the people yeah. on this record. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> not of course, because Watts uh, mind reading stuff ain't good enough yet. So you still got yeah. to use words like
1: me.
0: <laughs> 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 but. Uh, but there is some of your drumming on this, right? Or, or is it all Dougal?
1: Um, I think with this one, I think it's almost all him. There's a there's a bit of me, but I'm mainly doing bits of percussion and stuff.
0: Okay. And that's if probably... It, and the percussion stuff is probably away at the end, right?
1: Yes, yeah, that's like a little sprinkle. That's right, the sprinkles right, on right. the cake.
0: With condiments.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. and They can be very righteous, but too much, yeah. Yeah, whew. Like that cowbell, right?
1: <laughs> I do love a cowbell. <laughs> I got
0: a fever in the prescription. <laughs> more <cowbell. laughs> Mr. Walken. Uh, I, I got Albert I got to sign uh, the cowbell. Albert Bouchard, who played that on uh, Don't Fear the Reaper" from my buddy Larry. We're at the end of the second hour, August 18, 2021. Dishwap, Peter Show special guest, Emma Jean Thackeray. Hold time for hour three. August 18, 2021, it's the third hour of the Watch for Pedro's. <laughs> Pedro Show, start off the third hour, Emma Jean Thackeray with Sun. Sun getting a little too Hollywood, or Barcelona. Carl 2000 after that with spelled chocolate with an X, how do you pronounce that, <laughs> chocolate, yeah, chocolate, I guess. wonderful, wonderful, the Babes New York City after that, Babes New York City, what a name for a band, uh, Babes and Chumpland, have a nice life from the big gloom. <laughs> I just thought that was insane. Uh, Derek Money Penny with uh, Nasta- Nastalik. And then Golden Green, Emma Jean Thacker. These titles, they're always very simple. When, uh, they come first or last, or in the middle, or where?
1: Um, Probably at the end, actually, yeah. Probably last, mostly.
0: Yeah, I ask that because I always have to start with the title. Nobody does that. <laughs> But I ask anyway. <laughs> so, and and, and and you know, what about, uh, it, it, you know, especially with instrumental music stuff, titles, with well, the classical world, the, their numbers and stuff, right? <laughs> like your catalog of your works and stuff. But,
1: yeah, or Anthony Braxton or someone like oh, that, right, where right. it's like, it looks like an algebra.
0: <laughs> right. So... How do how do they, how does titles fit into your world? Is it really minor or what? I mean, because obviously um, it's for the listener, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, I think I think yeah. maybe they didn't used to be as important as they are now. Now I kind of know that that's something that people can can sort of grab on to. It's something a bit more visceral, you know. If you're sort of saying, "Oh, have you heard that new song X three seven two nine Opus <laughs> 4? then it's not quite as catchy, is it? If you say, oh, but if you heard Golden Green, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, th- that song, it it's, it's sort of, it, it, it brings up the image for people.
0: Right, like there's a documentary where Elvin Jones is talking about how he, when he plays drums, he's seeing colours. And like the cymbals, certain colour, the snare drum, you know, the toms. And, and in fact, there's some kind of ailment, uh, well, maybe not an ailment, maybe a gift where people actually hear music in colours. I don't know what it's Yeah, synesthesia, yeah. You know the name for this?
1: Yeah, synesthesia, it's like where your senses are, sort of, you've got cross wires.
0: Wow, wow. Do you think you got it?
1: I do sometimes wonder, because I can sort of see or hear, or, you know, things that maybe shouldn't, but it's, it's, I mean, I've spoken to some people who've got it very intensely, and it's uh, it's a whole other level to what I have. Is you know, if, even if I if I do, which I'm not sure I do, but do, I know someone who can taste things when they hear things. So wow, um, do, do, can get very intense.
0: What what of it that you do have? Do you use it as a resource for your composition?
1: Yeah, for me, it's 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 probably for me, it's probably just like a strong associations that are just deeply ingrained. Um, rather than a sort of sensory... And speaking of resources sort of for, for
0: composition, uh, do, do, do you carry around a little book of, of lyrics or a little book of uh, manuscript uh, of um, uh, written-down music or a little do you use a voice memo on your leash, like hum little melodies?
1: I've always got a manuscript book, yeah. I always sort of write stuff down if I've got a little idea of a riff or something. So when, when it comes
0: book. to composing, you can go back and see this whole like reservoir...
1: Yeah, and I and I don't need an instrument to to compose either. I can sort of do it in my head and and hear the the pitches and everything. So sure. you know what? lucky I can do that.
0: No, no, that that was a big breakthrough for me when I learned how to do that. How not to have the fucking bass in my hand and actually do it mm. in my head. Yeah, my first opera in ninety five when I wrote that thing. Ninety six. Uh, the idea because. If You're writing on the machine. You're limited to where you you keep doing the same things over, right? The 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 shtick.
1: Exactly. You've got these these habits that you have that you keep regurgitating, and it's nice to step away from that.
0: Where if it's in the, the the theater of the mind or something, right? Maybe a little more free, or loose.
1: Yeah, I always do this thing where I write music down and then when it comes to actually me playing it,
0: I'm like, oh, this is really hard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like why, did I, why did I do that? Because you didn't engineer it to the machine. Yeah, yeah. But but it was free of that constraint or constriction and then maybe you have to develop a technique to like enable that. So maybe that's better yeah. to go than re- reductionist thing in the beginning. See, I think that's what I was doing. I was, you know, you can only write what you already know. no. You should be able to think music, I think, maybe, and then try to make that. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm an idealist.
4: I want to play No, I agree uh,
1: with you. I agree.
4: Oh, you're very kind. I want to play Spectre. There's a spectre in my house. He doesn't see me. There's a spectre in my house. But he doesn't see me. doesn't see me. There's a specter in my house He walks right through me There's a specter in i mm-hmm. Around me There's a specter in
0: for Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. Emma Jean Thackeray with Spectre. And then we had part three of three, the Tricephalus Prod. This is uh, Heck Pichicato from Berlin. Them, uh, Alex and uh, Danielle, with their buddy from, God, I can't remember his name, from uh, Ireland. They do a three-way. And 191230, I bet you it's 191230. I bet you it's a date. The day before the last day, or they say the day before tomorrow is the best, right? That was what. Sorry. And then finally, Imogen Factory with Rahu and Ketu. Uh, what, what, what?
1: I'm mystified. What's that? So it's um. I mean, throughout the whole record, there's, there's quite a lot of like astrological. Sort of leanings and you know a lot of Vedic astrology and, oh, and thinking about the cosmos yeah, okay, and all that. Okay. So, this is about like the, the nodes of, of the moon,
0: yeah, Rahu of course. Of course, what? Fuck.
1: <laughs> oh, um, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's also it's, it's a really cool sort of myth, like a sort of uh, Hindu myth, um, but, but, as well. But, so,
0: yeah, but uh, as a unifying, uh, you know, in a way, the, the album's got a, a, a spine, it's got a back, but it's got something uniting the pieces.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, there's there's definitely like yeah, common themes and. What I mean, it's uh, not just
0: a collection of tunes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like
0: I, I, I've done some of those, and I even call them operas and shit because they got beginning, middle, ends. But, <laughs> and, I, and I couldn't hmm. fit it all in one little tune, so I had to use one tune with a lot of parts. And so, in in the theme here is uh, space, uh, extraterrestrial.
1: In in which in which theme? Sorry.
0: Of of your your album here.
1: It's. Mm, I mean, the, the the astrological stuff is more of like a an expression of the the deeper lying theme for me, which is about you, you know universal consciousness and, and oneness. Consciousness. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's you know not to sort of get too hippy, but like yeah, just feeling that oneness from person to person, or person to tree, to animal, as all being made of the same shit. We're all coming from the same place. We're all. One big thing, made of uh, made you know made of love essentially, and I think the astrological kind of sense is, is a is a way of me expressing that. Like, look, there's something bigger than all of us. Well, I was
0: just going to say the space thing is a humilifier, or you know, trying yeah, to bring makes some you, humility because the, the tininess, right? <laughs> if you look at the bigness, yeah, yeah. and uh it, it's something I think the human species could do with a little more. <laughs>
1: So humidity, for
0: sure, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so if you're talking about that, I can relate totally, okay, 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 and then, you know, because the other thing right about the conscious that we all share and and, and and yeah, we're all here, kind of learn about it do you do you believe that school was just when you were getting that degree or learning the coronet, or maybe as long as you're alive, you're still in the classroom?
1: I definitely feel like that. I feel like if, you know, every day should be learning and, you know, I'll be learning until my last, you know, my last hour on on the planet, I think. And when I hear people, like my grandma, for instance, who, you know, I'm very lucky, my my grandparents are with me um, still. And, and, you know, she always wanted to learn the, the keyboard. And I said, I'll teach you. And I've been saying this for years, like I'll teach you. And she said, no, I'm too old. I'm too old to learn something new. And it's like, she's been saying that every year for like 20 years. So, you know, it's like, well, maybe I don't know. It's like, if you if you felt too old then, like, do you feel too old now? Like, maybe you realize back then you weren't too old, if, if there is such a thing. And you know, I, I just find that that mindset, that limiting mindset, to be, you know, it's a real shame. You mean you can't break through, and she can be your student? I've tried. Uh, I've offered I've offered it to her as birthday presents and all sorts, and she's sort But, of
0: but besides decided uh, your that, uh, your old aunt, is that the one who took you to the gig?
1: No, no, my, okay. my aunt is, um yeah, someone else. Yeah. Oh, you're talking yeah, only, about your only, grandma. Only a couple I'm sorry, ago, I confused
0: you. the relatives, <laughs> idiot-wise. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. yeah. Uh, do, you, do you have students, though?
1: Not anymore. I did used to. I used to do a lot of teaching, particularly in, like, inner-city London schools, um, sort of, like, you know, areas where there's not a lot of stuff going on for kids, not a lot of funding I know funding it sounds trippy, schools. but
0: did, do you think it helps you be a better student by being a teacher?
1: I think so. I think it makes you a better everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, te- teaching kids for me is like, you know, if I can stand up in front of 57 year olds armed with <laughs> instruments, I can stand up on a stage and, you know, that's, sing that's, to anyone.
0: That's great. That's great, Emma G. Very inspiring. Where can people find <laughs> you on the internet?
1: Um, yes, yeah, social media, on, on my own website, on YouTube. Just, yeah, uh, but just your own Remedy website. What is,
0: what is your, your own website URL, Emma G?
1: thackeray.com. so that's thakry spot t-h-a-c-k-r-a-y dot com and you can get anywhere from from that place
0: okay thank you so much and when you come up with some new music please come back
1: on the show oh I'd love to yeah thank you so much for your time thanks for having me absolutely
0: absolutely people
2: August 18th 2021 edition YP Rush so keep your powder dry